welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Why does it rhyme? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, God is good, and we're blessed to be your brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're blessed to be a part of your walk with Jesus. Before we get into the word, let's pray. Honey, do you have something you want to pray, my beloved? Uh, well, as it. Lord gives it, but yeah, let's do this. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. Yes, Lord, we love and, you. And for all that you're doing and all that you have done. That we are your children and you are our Heavenly Father. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank it's Jesus. a privilege, it's an honor mm-hmm. to be your sons and daughters and to be joint heirs with your son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who mm-hmm. is the Christ. Yes, sir. So we thank you and we praise you. Thank you, Lord. We give you the honor and the glory Let's do your name, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you that you are raising up your warriors mm-hmm. for your end time army to mm-hmm. conduct and bring in your end time harvest. Thank you. Lord. And that we get to be a part of that and have a, a major role in accomplishing your will here on the earth mm-hmm. to occupy until you return. Not independent of you but exactly as you are leading and guiding us yes, to carry out your will, your plan, your purpose, your covenant, and the destiny track you have for each and every one of us Thank you, Lord. to fulfill your purpose and your heart here on the earth, Lord. Mm-hmm. We thank you and praise you for all those that you are bringing and training up and raising up alongside us mm-hmm. to make us more conformed to the image of your son, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. So Lord, we, we take control and the authority that you've given us mm-hmm. and we bind the hand of the enemy that would attempt to distract or to steal, to rob from those that mm-hmm. are have a heart towards you and that are intent on carrying out your will, Lord. Yes, Lord. We bind the hand of the enemy right now. We cast them out in the name of Jesus. Jesus any distraction, any weapon, Anything that has been formed against your people, your servants, Lord. We command Mm -hmm. the adversary to throw that down right now in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that we can move forward Mm -hmm. and fulfill what you have purposed for us to accomplish. Yes, Lord. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we are... The title of this episode is Counter-Strike Part 2. So we're continuing with that. Um, Just understanding that when we are working as God's warriors, the adversary is bound to come back to try to strike you um, in a counter-effort, if you will. So as we are God's warriors and we understand the times and the seasons, but also what's going on around us in the spiritual realm and the workings of spiritual activity that we're not caught off guard. We're not surprised and not unable to deal with the traps the enemy sets for us. We are going, our role is to be 
moving offensively with the Lord, meaning we're attacking the adversary. We're occupying the territory. We defend the place that God has placed us, because we talked about that, occupying the territory that's right in front of you, right where your feet are, and what is directly associated with you. Bring that under the captivity of Christ and maintain it. And as the Lord settles us and establishes us and strengthens us, in our role as his warrior and moves us into the elite force, there are going to be times where we are launching attacks against the adversary. That would be the offense or offensive when it comes to warfare. And when that happens, the adversary is naturally going to counter strike. Well, we counter strike the adversary because there are times where the enemy will try to to attack us Mm -hmm. and the Lord will already have us positioned, prepped, as long as we come into perfect divine alignment with him so that even when the enemy does attack attack us or attempts to mm-hmm. that we are still able to overcome because the lord's already positioned everyone that needs to be positioned to nullify the works of the enemy absolutely and then the more ground we take for the lord the more agitated the adversary is going to become the more he's going to try to um weaken and have issues so if we look at our messiah's life When he was just coming into the world, we saw lots of attacks from the adversary against his natural life. Then it appeared quiet for a time, but when Jesus rose up and began to display um, the works of the Father and began to manifest himself as the Messiah and was doing those activities that were, um, in the most obvious sense, destroying the works of the devil, Uh the attacks were nil. There were none initially, and then they progressed from there to the point that people were trying to push the Lord off cliffs and actively seeking to kill the Lord. And we know that the the force behind those activities that the people were doing is the wicked one, the adversary, the devil. Um, Paul's life, for example, when he came into relationship with Jesus Christ um, and was commissioned, it was pretty well quiet until he started releasing the revelation of the Lord, until he started liberating the hearts and the minds of the people who were held captive by the adversary to do his will. And then they were like following him from city to city, not like, but they were, they followed him. This, the adversary sent people to follow him from city to city to stir up tumult. And the more he, pro- he produced the things of God, the more the adversary pressed against him to try to get him to quit. So for us, we need to understand that yes, we are guarding in a sense and we are occupying in a, not in a stationary way, but a settled way. And then the adversary is attacking us. But then once we are moving in the offensive, the adversary is going to try to counter what we're doing to get us to quit. Amen. Uh, so two things. I'll read the scripture and then also give you a, um, an example. Okay. Right? So Proverbs twenty one twenty two says this, A wise man scales the city of the mighty, and brings down the stronghold in which they trust. That's right. Right? Now compare and contrast that to the adversary. Mm-hmm. How does the adversary typically work? Roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. What are the, who usually gets picked off? The weak ones. That's right. All right, those and that those are, are outliers. The have, ones that exactly. are separated and the ones that are sick. Exactly. Or, or injured. Especially when the pack, the herd, right, is moving. It's the ones that fall back, fall behind, or as you said, separate themselves. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that get devoured. Well, look at how the Lord's telling his people to move. Oh, you're, you're a wise man. 
take the stronghold. That's right. Right? And the Lord is the one that's going to give us the plan of the stronghold. So, all that being said, <clears throat> now you brought up Paul. Absolutely. Where did Paul end up going? To Rome, mm-hmm. which, which was the capital, the stronghold of the adversary at mm-hmm. that time, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you another one. How about Elisha? Elisha was reporting what the Lord had said. And here's the plans of the enemy, and here's how they're going to attack, right? Exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about so that Israel could thwart the plans of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, it's mm-hmm. the Lord utilizing mm-hmm. Israel and his servants, right, in order to defeat the enemy and protect his people. Amen. It's no different. But then what What did the adversary do? We're going to go after the prophet. Tried to go get Elijah. <laughs> who was by himself. There, didn't mm-hmm. talk about how he was in a military town with a military force with, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. thousands of guards and being protected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was just him going about his day. and he's, mm-hmm. But the adversary sent an entire army to go get one individual mm-hmm. and his servant. Amen. But what happened? Now, if they had to, had have attempted to attack, it would have been a, a bad day for them because, mm-hmm. well, as more. Elisha said, there are more with mm-hmm. us than there are with them. That's right. right? And had you know, the eyes were open and, and uh, for his servant, Gehazi, and he just saw chariots and mm-hmm. f- flaming swords and, and, I mean, angels everywhere. All around them, Amen. right? So, Amen. so there's one. But even then, we still have to get the plan so we can counter strike or counter attack, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened? They were struck with blindness and led mm-hmm. back, and then there was peace. So the exact force that was uh, the enemy was attempting to utilize for their destruction ended up being the force that was now used to bring peace Amen. between the nations. Amen. And. When we're talking about, we, we made the reference to the herds, it's the ones that have separated themselves from the rest mm-hmm. of the pack and were weakened or sick. It's not about us being around other believers. It's about, are we in line with what the Lord said? Amen. Because Elisha was exactly where God told him to be. That's it. And that's where the, the angelic host was there to, to do battle. Amen. Because Elisha was connected to the Father. That's who we're not to separate ourselves from, not necessarily people per se. Do whatever God tells you to do. Amen. Always remain connected with him. So as we, we talked about before, um, and not last episode, but the, the episode before that, what weakens your effectiveness as a warrior and to guard against those things. So we are not weakening ourselves, making ourselves pray to the adversary. We are remaining strengthened and understanding how to deal with the traps that the adversary sets for you. In the case of Elisha, he didn't get afraid, right? He already understood. Yes, the adversary is trying to set a trap, but who cares? In the sense of I'm not going to be afraid because I already know the strike and the force that God is already arranging. He was in tune with the plan of God so he could know how to behave and act and move in that situation and not being outside of what the Lord was doing Amen. in the moment. So so how did he get that? He already had the conversation with the Lord. It didn't doesn't say that he prayed in that moment, right? Except mm-hmm. for to open his servant's eyes or asking the Lord to open a servant's eyes Mm -hmm. so he could see and know what clearly the father had already told and shown him. Mm -hmm. Shown Elisha. Shown Elisha. So if Mm -hmm. we go, going back to the previous episode, right, about uh, Counter-Strike, right? We went over the Lord's Prayer. But what does verse 8 say? Your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm -hmm. But as you read that, it's a conversation between a parent and their child. When does the Lord 
pour into us and prepare us and get us ready before we even know we have need of it. Mm-hmm. But that can only happen if we are willing and then obedient, right? Willing mm-hmm. to have the conversations, to have the Father pour into us everything that we need and, and mm-hmm. actually receive it so that we can utilize it when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, we, we talked about in the, the last episode, God equips us with all that is needed before the enemy is allowed to even bring in a temptation or an attempt. Amen. Right? Um, or a testing. But God does not equip us based on our liking or what we think it should be. It's according to his standard because he's the one who knows everything. The one who knows nothing can't set the standard for what equipping should be for something they don't even know about. That doesn't make sense, but often you know, our minds want to think in those terms. But if we just disclose what it is and look at it blatantly what we're actually saying we're like oh of course it doesn't make sense there are no unknown unknowns with the lord he knows everything and he knows the thoughts and intents of everybody's heart he's seen in eternity the end of eternity and back and there's no end to it and he's gone through time and i mean he's always 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 on top of things so it's our job to be aware of the value and the importance of the equipping that the lord is providing for us and if understand if god is giving it to you it's because you need it and we're it's our responsibility to complete the process with the lord let him have his way and finish out everything that he's doing we often want to get out of the place of that god is equipping us in because it's uncomfortable to us and we're thinking we want something else so we try to wiggle out of god's hands so we can go our own way but if we're not in the hands of God, the place where no one can snatch us out, then we're subject to be snatched by the adversary. <laughs> just, you know, I want to make that very clear as we're talking about this so we can see it rightly and just, you know, understand it at, at the basics of it. And it's our responsibility. It's our job to be prepared for the fight and not grow weary, to be prepared that this is a marathon and you are going to be um subduing the adversary until you leave this planet and you put off this natural tent that you have. So we talked about in Matthew chapter six, um, which you brought up my love that we can use our prayers and strategy that the Lord is providing to limit the kinds of attacks that the Lord, that the adversary can bring. The Lord's not bringing attacks against us. Pardon me. I didn't mean to say that for a second. (laughs) So we, um, verse 13 of Matthew chapter six says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So that in other translations, it says, do not lead us into hard testing, but deliver us from the evil one. (laughs) And then it goes on to talk about, um, verses 14 and 15 of Matthew chapter six, talk about some key components that, again, we, we referenced bef- before about what, it we- what weakens our effectiveness. Amen. And that's forgiveness or un- walking in unforgiveness is a detriment to us. So as we're talking about how the adversary, once you are engaging in spiritual warfare, the adversary is persistent. That's why you have to be doubly, triply, quadruply persistent in your status and standpoint of being clinging to the things of the Lord and always being aware of the potential things going around you. It's really a call to pursue the love of Jesus Christ like your life depends on it because there's so much contained. There's so much power in the love of Jesus Christ because God is love. He doesn't have love per se. He is love and everything he does comes from who he is. It is inherent in his character and nature to do what's right, to be righteous, because love does no harm to a neighbor. And that, again, 
He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So the Lord is solid and he is consistent. He's consistent in what the, what he's doing. Okay. So the adversary is going to come at you in a couple of ways, um, to kind of try to weaken you and to attack you after, or as you're trying to progress into the things of God, after you've taken ground and victory and um, also you need to be ready to respond with the love of Jesus Christ, with the accuracy and the boldness and the power that comes with the warrior of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ in the things of God. You need to be ready to block and defend against that and then offer your own blow and strike as the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. Um, so let's look at Matthew chapter 13, 13, verse 32, uh, 22. And we're going to roll through a couple of scriptures and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. It says, and the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Okay. Let's go to first Corinthians five, six. says, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Mm-hmm. And then Galatians 5, 9. Which says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. Okay. So we see, <laughs> we see that uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and Galatians 5, 9 say the same thing. And we are the lump of dough. So if we're not careful or mindful of how the adversary will come to try to um, counter us and, and retaliate against us as we're moving in the things of God, we'll miss those opportunities. If you've ever seen yeast, if you've ever baked any bread, which um, leaven, that's mostly talking about yeast, but it also covers baking soda, baking powder, any kind of leaven, leavening agent. But yeast, it's very small. It's very fine. Um, baking powder, baking soda, once it's mixed into flour, it all becomes invisible. Mm -hmm. You don't even notice that it's there. But yet, the moment it's activated, it's inserted, and it has an opportunity to activate, it begins to work. It begins to leaven, cause rising to the dough. And the Lord has already told us that we are to be aware of the leaven of unrighteousness, trying to find place in our life. And we are not to give one iota, one second to allow those things to find a root or a home in us. So some of the things that the adversary does, and one in particular is attacking the mind of the believer, especially as that believer is being launched into being effective in the spiritual realm. Um, and do you have something you want to say, sweetheart? Well, yeah. So just understanding the dough piece, right? Even what we read in Galatians, which repeats the same thing, right? A little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough, but he continues and says this in verse 10, I have confidence in you in the Lord that you will adopt no other view. There's the key part, but the one who is disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. Mm -hmm. Instead of, so, which goes back to what we were reading in Matthew in the Lord's Prayer, 
And the key component there, which is forgiving, mm-hmm. not being unforgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Which is A, showing love, but B, grace and mercy, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what Jesus did in the moment for, as he was being crucified? He was forgiving them because they didn't know what they do or they did or were doing mm-hmm. in the process, in the middle of doing. He was forgiving, not waiting, mm-hmm. not holding on to it even for mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm. It was like water off a duck's back. Just as soon as it hit it, just ran off. All right. So we're to be the same way. Why would we want to hold on to anything or allow that seed to have any time in the soil, which is our heart, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be set aside for the Lord? Amen. So the verse that we read in Matthew 13, verse 22, talks about um, thorns that come to choke the word. And it describes the deceitfulness of riches, um, lust for other things, making the word unfruitful. So the desire to be noticed as, look how powerful I am in the spiritual realm, (laughs) look at what's happening in my life, um, would be akin to this um, unforgiveness like we talked about, but strife, bitterness, anger, anything that plays on your emotions Anything that draws your mind away into fanciful imagination, those are things that you need to guard against because it's a trap from the adversary. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he's very clear in his speech. What makes him seem unclear is our lack of attention and focus on what he's saying, but he's clear. And if he wants to show you something, he will show you. But fanciful imagination or the adversary bringing suggestions or bringing um, attempts at strife or things of that nature that would distract you. They, it's almost like you're just, you know, you could just be sitting there and all of a sudden there's this little conversation that starts in your head. And it might've been, well, remember what she did to you? Or, or an image Re- that gets flashed or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for some people. And, and it's things that are not producing the life of Jesus Christ, but the adversary will try to distract you. Hey, 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 look over here so that your attention is drawn away. And that's usually the first, um, the first offensive, like the first beginnings of a larger strike that's coming to get you distracted. So you're no longer listening and focusing on what Holy Spirit is saying, and you're no longer moving forward, but now you're brought aside and you've stopped to indulge or engage in this kind of internal conversation and it's him the adversary just bringing things against your mind and all humans are made in the image and likeness of God and we have a particular way that we communicate so just being on guard and on watch for things like that and you can also look at if you start hearing things well it seems like it feels like you know that kind of shadowy uncertainty that's not coming from the Lord. What if I follow the Lord and nope, nope, nope. You are following God and everything that he says will come to pass. Anything that starts a conversation in your mind that says, next time I'm going to say, don't don't indulge in those things. Don't engage in it because the adversary often has subtle counterfeits that he tries to inject and like that leaven we were talking about where it gets injected and it'll disappear into the rest of the lump and you won't know that it's there until it begins to activate. Let's look at Luke chapter 12 verses 11 and 12. 
All right. It says, When they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your defense or what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you are to say. Amen. So you, do you see the two, the contrast between the two? Have you ever had an encounter with someone and in the moment you may not have said anything, but it really ups- made you mad. It, it upset you what they were doing or what they were saying about you. And then later on, you kind of replayed the conversation in your mind and you said, next time I'm going to say this. If they do that again, I'm going to say that. Right. But that is contrary to what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. When they bring you to the synagogues and the magistrates, so somebody's already doing something to you, when they're dragging you into court, when they are slandering you and they're lying against you, don't worry how you should answer. But also there's a connotation of don't get angry in this because you need to be clear-minded and focused because he said, Holy Spirit's going to teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. But the Lord said he would teach you how to answer in that moment. It wasn't going to be a four hashed out conversation where you plan both parts in your head and you're listening to this and your anger is building and growing and not yours, but anger is building and growing in you. But no, you're this person. And what the Lord is denoting here is that we are calm. We are focused and we're listening to the guidance of the Holy spirit. We're purposefully and perfectly in tune with him so that he is able to put his words in our mouth to answer in that situation. Whereas the first example that I showed or referenced is the adversary taking you into a place of fleshliness, carnality, so you're not able to tap in to what Holy Spirit is saying. Two totally different um, dichotomies, but if we're not aware of how the adversary tries to um, come against us as we are, especially as we are progressing and moving forward in the things of God, then we'll miss it and we will take that bait and be sidelined when we should be effective, when we should. And the Holy Spirit is like, I already accounted for this. I've already got the words for you to say. I'll tell you exactly what to do. Just stay focused and right in the center of what I'm calling you to do. Amen. So uh, I love that you brought that up about we should be moving forward with the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? In in Luke chapter 12, just the first couple of verses, uh, actually, I'll just read that. It brings us to a bigger point or that exact point that you brought up. Okay. It says, under these circumstances, after so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were stepping on one another, he began saying to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. All right. And, and mm-hmm. the, yes, he continues, but I, I sense that that's enough for us to get this point, right? Mm-hmm. the people were stepping on each other mm-hmm. in the flesh. Uh, there, there are some that are ready to fight. Mm-hmm. You stepped on <laughs> or, my shoe. I mean, immediately. Yeah. Yes. Throw some punches. Mm-hmm. Ready to throw down mm-hmm. as a result of being stepped on. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about trampling, just, you know, the, the normal, Oh, you get bumped, it, whatever. Right. Scuffed up your shoe. But then the Lord also makes a, a distinguishing difference. The leaven is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to first Corinthians five for a moment. And in verse 9, starting in verse 9, the Lord through Paul is writing and saying, hey, I, I told you not to associate with my with immoral people, right? But he just says in verse 10, I did not mean 
I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world Mm -hmm. or with the covetous and swindlers or with idolaters, for then you would have to go out of the world. (laughs) Right? He makes Mm -hmm. the the distinction. distinction, Yeah. But he makes it so plain, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, I wrote for you not to associate with any so-called brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Mm-hmm. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? Right. So understanding the difference. Mm-hmm. God's warriors, right? His end time army, his elite force for the, the end time army, the end time army, and mm-hmm. to bring in his end time harvest are those that are moving forward and uprooting these things from their life. Mm-hmm. If they are not, the Lord through Paul is like, hey, don't associate with them. Right, because they proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, but also openly profane his name. So you can't do both. So so in any right government or whatever the case is, these would be the individuals committing treason, espionage, Double sabotage, agents. subversion. Right, oh, exactly. Absolutely. The whole gamut. And so, wolf in sheep's clothing. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, understanding that difference, being able to distinguish, and first and foremost, that's revealed by Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And and in this, let's also understand that in order to be able to launch a an effective counter strike or counter attack on the adversary, we can't be being used by him. Exactly. Right. So those things that don't reflect Christ have to be uprooted from our lives. Mm-hmm. And then because we are part of the Lord's end time army, right? Let's also understand that the Lord will deal with his troops. That he will. He is the one that, that will say, All right, you go talk to this one, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm he, like the word the Lord's gonna speak to them first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then he's gonna send someone, then he's gonna send a, a second person. Mm-hmm. Right and and then the Lord will take care. We'll of it. take care of them. That's right. Them Himself. That mm-hmm. those are His, right? Mm-hmm. Our job, our role, is to go where He sends us, and to say what He says to say, and to do what He says to do, and that's mm-hmm. in any and everything, and that is also how we become effective and effectively launch these counter strikes. Amen. And then also just being aware. And being wise concerning the subtle things that will try to sneak in and find a way to um, distract you and disengage you from striking the adversary because you're busy, focused on other things. Um, I just wanted to share this with you real, real quickly. There are times where it feels like, and I'm observing in the spiritual realm, and our family is growing, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, the ministry's growing. We're we're taking territory for the Lord, and we're occupying it. Then all of a sudden, we might just be sitting here talking, and then it's almost like a wind. Strife just kind of tries to blow in, and one person might get a little bit agitated with someone else, and there's nothing going on. No one's done anything wrong, and want to to talk sharply to someone else. And I've literally watched this happen, and. Then all of a sudden, the other person's like, well, why are you talking to me like that? And they come back and retort with their own mm-hmm. uh, flesh. Their, yes, their, and their own sharp words because they didn't know why the other person was being sharp towards them. And then it would spread through the household if someone doesn't stop it right there. 
and is not watching to go, what is that? That isn't from the Lord. And it's not just for no reason. There's no such thing as waking up on the wrong side of the bed. I rebuke that in the almighty name of Jesus. But also being observant to the things of the Father and observant to the atmosphere and the environment around you. And guarding your heart. Exactly, so that you don't partake in those things and that you're able to bring it under the, the name of Jesus Christ, under the blood, captivate that, cast out that adversary, that spirit of strife, offense. Um, and I mean, like, I'm upset with you. I'm offended with what you did. <laughs> um, dro- drive that out of your house, but watch out for those kind of things because the adversary wants to come in with one little tear. So that tear has an opportunity to spread so that you are not watching on the spiritual side where he's trying to bring in something to catch you off guard or derail you. So attempt to get you off the destiny track the Lord has for you. That's right. Or to try to, you know, just move you, especially when you're progressing in the spiritual things and to keep you from being effective to beat him up anymore. To, to attack him. That's right. You cannot be on the offensive if you're only focused on the defensive. Exactly. And trying to take care of all the little skirmishes mm-hmm. and whatnot mm-hmm. within your, mm-hmm. I'll say, your fort, your, your base, household, right? Your mind, your Amen. whatever, whatever it is. Um, so just be mindful that that's a thing and be aware so that you can stop it and that you are governing it in the spiritual realm as well. You bind it in the almighty name of Jesus and cast it out and plead the blood of Jesus over your life, your household, your family, your children, your bank accounts, everything. And we've talked about that um, briefly before. So, um, I think we're going to stop there for today, but we're so glad that we got to spend this time with you and go back and listen to these episodes, meditate on it. Let the Lord minister to you while we want to share everything that God has put in our hearts and our hearts and in our mouth with you so that you're able to grow. Holy spirit did not mean for us to be a replacement for his voice in your life. He means for this to be, um, strong foundation and a solid teaching for you now to go back and talk with him about it so that he's able to, um, to pour in even more into your cup, into your life. Amen. And fine tune you and this information for your life and the dynamic that he has and the call that's on your life. We are teaching you the foundations and the basics, but it needs to be specified by Holy spirit, like just specialized for you and cultivate it for what's happening in your life and what he's called you to. So don't take these lessons for for granted. Don't take these episodes lightly, but meditate on the word, soak up all that the Lord has for you and let him continue to teach you on it. Well, can't wait to meet, meet with you next time. We love you. God bless you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.